the property pod. Pod. pod welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever-changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry hello and welcome to the property pod with moneyweb my name is suren naidu and i've been covering the broader south african property industry for over 15 years sapoa or the south african property owners association is one of the country's oldest property bodies over the years sapoa has perennially raised the issue of spiraling commercial rates and taxes and its impact on the industry in this episode we zone into the issue with sapoa ceo neil gopal Sapoa has more than 800 members and is the voice of the commercial property industry in South Africa. Hi Neil, welcome to the Property Pod. Thank you Siren for giving me the opportunity and uh, inviting me to the podcast. Neil, you've been at Sapoa for over a decade, so you know this issue well. It's a hot button issue for your sector. What I want to know is how serious is municipal rates and taxes, especially in the context of COVID-19. So Ren as you know we have been at pains for many years now long before covid-19 trying to highlight the catastrophic value destruction that municipalities are causing with unsustainable above inflation increases on municipal rates and just to give you an idea of of some of the statistics we've been keeping decades worth of uh, stats on particularly administration charges and operational costs from 2006 to 2019 municipal charges grew faster than any other operating cost and um, it has quadrupled from 10 rands in 2006 to now 41 rands as at end December 2019 and it's becoming a a bigger and bigger and a faster growing property um, operating costs since 2006 and this was also prior to the global financial crisis so on a five year rolling basis annualized growth in property taxes exceeded cpi since uh, 2008 as a result rates and taxes according to our numbers have grown by a cumulative 318% over the last 10 years or so compared to 78% of uh, cpi so way above cpi that's some crazy numbers you throw out there when you yeah. talk about 41 rand what are you referring to out of every 100 rands of rental that a landlord would make close to 50% is going towards um, operating costs and a huge chunk of that then goes to property rates you've still got your water costs you've got your electricity costs the trouble with this is it's unsustainable particularly with property rates the challenge of course with water and, and electricity as we've experienced particularly with electricity there's no guarantee supply of electricity and those costs are going up by uh, over 25% a year so you know it's a triple whammy of combined costs which the property owner has no control over and very difficult to budget for these things neil we still hear ceos of listed and private property companies complain about unsustainably high rates and taxes the likes of resilient and growth point on the listed side often mention it in their annual results or results presentations despite this service delivery from municipalities is generally poor so you have really high rates and taxes and you don't have the commensurate level of service maybe you want to wade in here it's important to start off with the the basis of of this matter local municipalities as an organ of state are constitutionally bound to provide services to taxpayers So that's the starting point. But what we've seen over the years and if you look at the graphs very very carefully if you read the Auditor General's report last year 
there's an extremely dire situation out there. AGES report was extremely disturbing. You have 98% of municipalities that are dysfunctional. Only 20% in the country have achieved a clean audit. And there's been a spate of court orders forcing services to be placed in the hands of residents, which is unfortunate. You know, uh, we shouldn't have residents running uh, or residents associations or businesses running a municipality. This is why we pay rates and taxes. And this speaks to your point of a lack of service delivery is uh, largely as a result of wasteful and irregular expenditure, corruption in procurement processes, poor adherence to financial controls. The dire state of our roads, water and electricity services is as a result of poor governance measures. And of course we have increased levels of false declarations regarding municipal tenders that play into all of this. So not a good um, situation for property owners. We've had to establish central improvement districts around the country where the property owners have to pay a certain amount on a monthly basis, but they also pay their property rates. So, yeah, a double whammy for property owners. You pay in property rates and a levy into the CID to provide that service which a municipality doesn't provide. CIDs are another story altogether. They're mm-hmm. doing some good work across the country in various um, cities and urban areas. When it comes to specific municipalities or metro cities, which are the worst performers in terms of overcharging, would you say? Are you in a position to kind of maybe highlight some of the bad performers in terms of overcharging? Yes, I can. We ran an interesting exercise a year ago um, looking at the property rates and revenue of municipalities. And what the results have shown is that over the last few years, there's been an unreasonable and unacceptably excessive increase in revenue from property rates. So if you look at some of the budgets, Buffalo City, for example, that's East London and its surrounds, the 2018-2019 budget, they generated nearly 46% of all of their revenue from property rates. If you look at a place like City of Johannesburg, a metro like City of Johannesburg, the 2018-2019 financial year, 37.5% generated from property rates. Uh, Ekululani, you're looking at nearly 30% during the 27-2018 financial year. These are staggeringly high figures and also a bit of a dangerous situation for a municipality to rely so heavily on property rates. COVID has now kicked in. Uh, the results uh, and the impact, sorry, of COVID uh, with uh, properties being devalued likely mean that less property rates will be paid. So a, a challenging time ahead for both property owners and for municipalities going forward. On that note, Neil, you've kind of moved to my next question, but in this environment where commercial property is taking a hit from the COVID-19 financial fallout, you are not really going to see municipalities dropping their rates, are we? Well, we're hoping some of them do. We've been uh, in negotiations and discussions uh, throughout the integrated development planning process with many municipalities. We have uh, formally made submissions to the top 15 municipalities with regards to their rates policies and their budgets. Uh, Some disturbing trends. We are noticing that even during the middle of COVID, municipalities are budgeting for significant salary increases, double CPI for uh, senior management. And it's it's unfortunate and and an extremely disturbing pattern out there. I think MoneyWeb reported that the Middleburg municipal manager last July in the middle of COVID gave himself I think it was a 50% salary increase. So not a nice uh, situation. But I think, you know, if, if municipalities do want to incentivize businesses, given the impact of COVID, 
given the fact that a lot of small businesses are shutting down, one way to revive the commercial property sector is to to not have any uh, property increases, uh, rates increases, and that's what we've pleaded with the municipalities. But not all of them have come to the party, as you've suggested. It's a cash crunch. Where do they get the money, though? Because you, you often have complained, and from our discussion now, it's clearly a case of the commercial property sector being mm. the cash cow or the golden goose, and you don't want to kill the golden goose, as it were. So I agree with that, Suran. I think there's a number of factors that come into play. The municipalities need to understand that you cannot continuously try and squeeze blood out of a rock. I prefer to look at the entire property rates universe as a an, an iceberg. 90% of the iceberg is under the water and you can't see it. So I suspect what the municipalities are doing is that they're going after that little 10% that's above the water. And it's easy to nail those guys. You know, they listed on the Joburg Stock Exchange. They have the annual reports. You can pull up the annual report. You can see for yourself as the uh, chief value in, in any city, this is what the value of cent and cities, for example. But for 90% of the uh, iceberg that's laying under the water, you don't have any sight of it. Uh, there's no annual reports. Uh, there's a huge component of the residential sector. If they just get, they fix up the property values around that side of the equation, I think um, it should be a fair and transparent process and everybody should pay their fair bit. But you cannot continuously hammer a small component of the business community to keep you alive and um, make sure that the municipality uh, uh, keeps its head above the water. It's an unsustainable situation. From Sapoa's side, Neil, I know Sapoa advocates for lower hikes and in some instances on various other issues takes municipalities to court and that sort of thing. But what can Sapoa do? Because clearly municipalities are not listening. Are you speaking to Selga? Are you speaking to Treasury? How can you contribute to these municipalities um, looking at a more sustainable way in terms of getting income? So, Suran, you mentioned something important, taking municipalities to court. I think that's the last resort. You know, it's a lengthy process. It's an expensive process. It's not uh, conducive to any relationship-building exercise between the public and private sector. So for us, going to court and trying to put out fires around the country at every municipality where the members have uh, huge assets and are huge contributor to the um, rate space of a municipality is not an ideal situation. We know that the Minister of Kochta, Minister Zuma, is empowered in terms of the Municipal Property Rates Act to issue a directive to many of these municipalities, if not all of them, particularly the ones that are abusing the, the rates policy. And the directive is that sh she can impose certain limits on the percentage by which uh, rates on property categories or, or a rate on a specific category of properties may be increased and what that rate is. So we've made a approach to the minister last year, given that we were hit with COVID and that largely the office sector and the retail sector and shopping centres were all empty and yet property owners had to pay their property rates. So we have made an approach to the to the minister. We hope to have an engagement with her going forward. Um, with her and Minister Titumbaweni, Minister of Finance, and to find a, a solution around this. So yes, there is a uh, an advocacy, a parallel process that, that is being run in terms of negotiating directly with government. Neil, we will have to leave it there. We will have to also see what happens in terms of your discussions with government. Hopefully there's a middle ground. But thanks for your time, Neil. That was Neil Gopal, CEO of the South African Property Owners Association.
Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb news for daily updates. Follow Suren on Twitter at Suren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories.